Hey, Jess. Hi. Good to see you again. Hi there, Chris. Good to see you too. <laughs> uh, welcome back to a snack-sized uh, food for thought. <laughs> We're going to go through uh, another Jewish holiday today. Yes. Uh, the Feast of the First Fruit. Okay. Which is actually a really little known people don't know a lot about this one mm-hmm. it's not one of the one of the big ones but interestingly there's still a lot of beauty in there to discover okay so i'm going to read it it's actually leviticus chapter 23 starting in verse 9 it says the lord said to moses speak to the israelites and say to them when you enter the land i am going to give you and reap its harvest bring to the priest a sheaf of the first grain you harvest he is to wave the sheaf before the Lord, so it will be accepted on your behalf. So the priest is to wave it on the day after the Sabbath. On the day you wave the sheaf, you must sacrifice as a burnt offering to the Lord a lamb a year old without defect, together with its grain offering and two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil, an offering made to, to the Lord by fire, a pleasing aroma. It's drink offering excuse me, and its drink offering, a quarter of a hin of wine. You must not eat any bread or roasted or new grain until the very day you bring this offering to your God. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come, wherever you live. So to summarize what this is about, it is basically around that time of year where the harvest is just about to come. Mm -hmm. You go out and you find the best of the best, mm-hmm. you, br- t- you harvest it, you bring it before God, and you make an offering to God using these first fruit of the harvest. Okay. You give that to God. Uh, and until you do that, you don't enjoy any of the harvest yourself. You do this before you begin to eat anything of the new harvest. So it's like a giving festival, is that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically, I think it's celebrating of a promise. Mm, okay. You know, you, you take this thing with the hope and the expectation that more will come. Uh, and so at the very beginning of the harvest, you, you take the best of the best before you've had any of it. You bring it before God. Uh, you make an offering to him with it. Uh, and it's celebrating, I think, with a, a faithful expectation mm. of the rest of the harvest to come. Mm-hmm. And you're giving God the first and the best, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think is just a beautiful attitude to have. You want to give God your, you want him to get what you get first and you want to give him the best mm-hmm. as well. So this is what they were to do once they had entered the land. And I think it's really interesting that they'd been given this festival that would only begin once they were in the land. You know, when this was given to them, they were still in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so there's again this idea of the promise of God of what is to come. He's already preparing them for what to expect uh, when he brings them into the land as well. It's, so it's a lovely, lovely little holiday, in my opinion. It's such a such a one that's full of uh, just faithful expectation and beautiful uh, sentiment of, you know, glorifying God with what He's already given to us. We want to give Him back the best, hmm. and that be our first priority as well. I find that interesting because, um, especially the the faith aspect, like they're not even in the promised land yet. They're literally mm. like I, I'm assuming, so this Leviticus, like they're in uh, the desert, and we're talking about yep. like harvesting and all of that. So it's interesting to think that part of our 
yeah, part of our faith is just expecting God to be faithful to his promises. And when we do that, well, we're going to give back our best to him. Um, I find that really interesting. Yeah. yeah, it is very interesting. And so this would have been happening in sp- around springtime okay. uh, when, you know, d- the crops that they grew, some of them, the, the first harvest would have been in springtime. Okay. And what's, if you think about it, this coincides with another big one, which is Pentecost. Oh. Pentecost excuse me, not Pentecost. No. Whoops. Passover. Passover. We talked about that when the other snack size yeah. podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> t- t- timing wise, they end up being around the same time. Okay. okay. And, Biblical scholars say that Jesus rose from the dead on the festival of first fruit or the feast of first fruit. Ooh, what does that mean? Uh, well, I think that's very interesting, right? Uh, so it would have been like it says here: this on the the day after the Sabbath is when you bring that offering of first fruit. So whenever the harvest begins, the day after the Sabbath, that's when you bring this first fruit offering. Jesus rises on the day after Sabbath, mm-hmm. which is a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So he rises on the Sabbath, uh, which is just, you know, Passover has just taken place. Then the sa- that Sabbath takes place. And then this feast of first fruit took place. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is called the first fruit uh, in the oh, New Testament. Okay. So uh, I asked you actually reading uh, to read 1 Corinthians 15.20 for us. I think now I'm understanding why you asked me to read this. Okay, 1 Corinthians 15.20, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. Tell me what that's all yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a beautiful idea of the expected harvest of to come. Uh, Jesus is... He is raised to life by mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. Uh, as the first fruit of, I think, a great expected harvest of those who will receive eternal life mm-hmm. through him. Okay. He is the first one. And interestingly, you know, you think he kind of comes comes back to life, comes to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of imagery that Jesus even uses about uh, agricultural metaphors of dying being planted and then coming back to life out okay. of the ground. Okay. Jesus comes out of the ground, is called the first fruit. It happens on the day of the Feast of First Fruits. Uh, and so I think the, the imagery is strong there to say Jesus is an offering to the Lord, uh, a first fruit offering, mm-hmm. uh, and he is bringing about a new harvest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a harvest of new life given to us as well. Cool. So I think it's a, a beautiful thing. And with it, we can say because Jesus is this first fruit, we can be confident of more to come. Yeah. You know, they, they did it in the, the faithful expectation that God would bring more. Would we be the more like we who are waiting for eternal life? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And so we who are waiting for eternal life can be assured of that eternal life, that we are going to be part of that harvest because the first fruit has been offered to God. Who is Jesus? Mm. Well, that's so I think this is, again we see this beautiful picking up of the symbol in in what happens in the New Testament, and and it's all kind of neatly pulled together in Christ once again. Yes, I am happy to see that. Like these things we think aren't relevant to our faith anymore. Um, things like in Leviticus, it's cool to see that. Hey, Jesus is the ultimate expression of that symbol. And Jesus is more than a symbol. You know, Jesus did rise from the dead. And um, we can expect more because of what he's done.
Absolutely. So there we go. That, the Feast of First Fruits. That's the Feast of First Fruits. Awesome. I learned something again. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, I hope everyone else did too. See. Uh, well, have a good day, everyone. See you guys next time.